0: You're listening to the flip my funnel podcast a daily podcast dedicated to helping b2b marketing sales and customer success professionals become masters of their craft it's monday and in these episodes you'll hear sangram interview incredible practitioners thought leaders and entrepreneurs within our community and like sangram always says without a community you are simply a commodity here we go
1: all right, guys. Well, welcome, as always. This is our, our monthly big event, and this one's kind of special to me. I just remember thinking back years ago when ABM first hit the scenes and everybody kind of said, what is it? And they all had a different definition. Uh, and now RevOps is the new ABM, we'll say. You <laughs> don't quite know what it is. Uh, it's amazing. The people who are doing it are amazing, and we are lucky enough to have three great guests who are running that for their organizations at all different sizes and i can't say enough good things about them we got a little bit of time to get to know them beforehand you guys will get to soon but overall this is going to be a great event uh if you guys have not been here before uh you know that we put this on this is through our peak community uh and really we like to say that you know we were created by marketers for marketers everything we do is focused on you uh, we grow because of you, we get better because of you, and we're excited about it. You know, we don't, we say we're really not just a community, we're an extension of your team. So think of us that way. When you need something, we're a great go-to. And if you haven't uh, checked us out, we'd love to see you at the top here where it says become a member, pop on in, or you'll hear from us afterwards and uh, you can find out more about it and how great it is. But with that, I'm going to turn this over because nobody wants to hear me, Sangram, take it away <laughs>
2: Uh, Jud, you they might they might have a different opinion. But anyway, kudos to Judd, uh, kudos to Eden, who actually pulled us all together. And I was still finding where it is, and it's in your email, the link. You just need to click on it to get on it. So that that's me. Uh but this is this is really big. We run polls all the time in the peak community to figure out what is the hottest topic and what people want to hear from. And RevOps was one of the topics that came up over and over again. And there is a lot of mystery about it, so we're like, "Well, who do we go?" We we found Virgin, their, their company Vina, they ran, they just raised a gazillion dollars. So You can talk about that for a second, uh, and then Mark, uh, who runs go to market for HubSpot, like they are a public company, so you get a taste of that. And then Mallory, she runs go to market, and I have like go like rev RevOps, which I think is the integral part of go to market. That's what we'll talk about at Terminus. So we're we're doing some fun things. So it's really cool. And I've learned a lot from Mallory in person for the last year. So we'll we'll share some of the the things uh, in here. So with that, let's just start with the biggest myth. What is the biggest myth about RevOps? What do you all hear and think about it? So people can drop in the chat what they think RevOps is. But Mallory, why don't you kick us off and then Berzin and Mark, as you share, what is the biggest myth about RevOps? Good question. Um...
3: All right. So I'll give you the short version of who I am. Nice to meet you guys. My name is Mallory Lee. I've been at Terminus for about a year and a half now. And um, prior to starting at Terminus and RevOps, I actually was in marketing ops for about 10 years. So definitely have seen um, what it's like to go from marketing to something more broad based and holistic. Um, Excited to talk to you guys today. I would say the biggest myth is that. People think RevOps is just your Salesforce admin. That's what I've seen in the past.
2: I love that. A Salesforce admin. So you so you typically, so you came from marketing ops, Salesforce admin We're like, you know, how many times you would get risked like, hey, can you create this campaign? Can you give me this Excel spreadsheet? Can you give me this report? Can you add this rule? Like that's pretty much what people would think RevOps is.
3: Yeah, or the data cleanup, or you know, changing <laughs> Salesforce. Um, that's definitely part of it. It's just not <laughs> the whole thing.
2: All right, Burzin, jump in. What's your What's your take on? It? All right, cool. Um,
4: yeah, for me, uh, sh- yeah, maybe I'll do my intro first, actually, yeah. and 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 buy a bit more time before I kind of come up with my myth here on the fly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm at a company called Venna called Venna Solutions. We're actually based in. Uh, uh in in Toronto, uh Canada. Still 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 in lockdown uh over over here compared to probably many many of you in the in, in the US, which uh a bit jealous of, but we're getting there. Um I'm I'm actually a C I'm actually a CPA by by background. I joined Venna about four years ago and oh, wow. uh and and I've spent some time in in finance. It, you know over here when we're about half the size, we're about 400, 500, to five hundred uh uh, you know, person in person company at the moment. Um and uh kind of a, a, along that journey we as we as we as we sort of hit that scale up stage in our our sort of last round of funding about 2 years ago we decided to invest in 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 ops and now more and and now more recently you know rev ops so you know i think i think one of the things is like how how have you one of the questions i think we hear all the time is how have you um and why have you started you know started rev ops and and I, and i think from you know from, from our perspective it was it was kind of you know hitting Hitting, hitting a hitting a certain scale and 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 you know needing, needing to align around it but i'm I'm just more of a generalist by background so I don't come up from one of the typical you know the typical streams so uh so my perspectives will, will come will come from maybe a different lens maybe not but I think across revOps everybody's a little bit different um sorry my intro was super long there hmm. uh Sangu. Uh, and, and, that's uh, and it's super awesome
2: to hear that you had a CPA background, and now Mallory's from marketing ops. I'll, I'll wait, I want you—I want to hear your myth before I hear what is Mark's background, because this <laughs> has got to tell people that this is not a cookie cutter straight path to it. So I think you're learning something really interesting about it. So Mark, the version uh, well, yeah. what's the myth? What's the myth that you hear when you think about RevOps that people think about?
4: Yeah, for me, for me, and I don't, I don't know if this is like a great, you know a great myth or anything, but for for you know for me at least, where you know where, where we're at and how we're thinking about it in our sort of V1 stage, you know, stage one is, um, you know, RevOps is not different to Sales Ops, Marketing Ops, CX Ops, CS Ops, etc. I think it's just about applying you know focus, alignment, and kind of looking at things from a kind of customer first and non you know non siloed perspective. So for me. For me, it's not like, you know, this crazy rocket science idea. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's books written about it and articles written about it. But, you know, really for me, it's just about kind of focus and alignment. And that's, and that's something that I kind of think about every day um, as I'm kind of building up the team and the, and, 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 and the practice here.
2: Gotcha. All right, Mark, bring us home.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm Mark Snudis. I've been at HubSpot for about seven years now. So I'm a dinosaur in HubSpot years. Uh, I, I actually started in sales ops and have done kind of a bunch of of strategy and ops roles over the course of my time at HubSpot. And right now I roll up through our RevOps organization and I run a team called Go to Market Strategy. And we're really focused on long-term strategy across marketing sales and customer success. So my team is kind of like the connective tissue across those three functions. Uh, so it's interesting. We are a big company, publicly traded. I started at HubSpot and we had you know $100 million in ARR. Now we've got over a billion. We had 500 employees. Now we have over 5,500. So it's kind of this crazy 10x growth story. And I've seen our our ops change over time. And we're actually moving from a model where we have less specialization to I'm sorry, more specialization to less specialization over time, which is kind of interesting. You like typically go the other way as a company gets bigger. So we've, we've learned a lot about RevOps. I would say to answer the question, the, the myth for me is that RevOps doesn't equal kind of the death of the function. Like I think you're still always going to need really strong marketing sales, customer success. And to, to Burzin's point, it's more about aligning those teams and having a cohesive view of kind of that end-to-end customer experience. And that's really the value of of RevOps. I don't think that means that, you know, marketing or marketing ops and sales and sales ops and CS and CS ops are going away anytime soon. I think it's just getting those teams to work better together.
2: Oh, wow. But wait, I don't think we could have done a better job of pulling these three. You know Let's just take the credit for the thoughtfulness that we had. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who had marketing ops background and a finance background and sales ops background. Oh, my God, we couldn't have planned this better. But total sheer luck, because that tells a lot about that this, that this role is, is an emerging right. role in most organizations. And it can actually come in from many different places. But what is your number one job? As a RevOps, like how do you measure your, or how does your organization say that, all right, Mallory, you're doing a fantastic job at RevOps. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And also maybe share, who do you report to? Because that got to tell a little bit about that story as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. I report to our CFO. Um, His name is Oliver. I think he was part of the event maybe last month. So many of you probably got to see him. Well, he got um,
2: away When Oliver was on the show, he got the CFO. We said, "What do you think CFO stands for?" And then it came, became like Chief Fun Officer. So he took that, <laughs> and he's going to run with it. That I'm the Chief Fun Officer. I'm like Oliver. It suits
3: you. That's so funny. Yeah, I love being under um, that CFO leadership. It's the ultimate way to be objective, right? Um, but it also places, I think, increasing. Um, responsibility on our team for helping the business kind of see around corners. Um, So I think when I'm doing my job well, we've got a tight forecast, good predictability. We know where we're going and we can see what's coming. Um, Everything we do really leads to that. And I think we saw the importance of it in this past year. We were reforecasting the business every quarter, just based on all the macro events that we were all going through. And the ability to know what's coming is so important when you're kind of growing very quickly. Yeah.
2: Mark, what's uh well, who do you report to our version later on as well? Like what who do you report to and 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 just walk us into like what is what, if, if somebody say Mark, here's a bonus of fifty thousand dollars that comes your your way because you did what? Like what makes your yeah. job value in the organization?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll start with who I report into. So it's it's evolving at HubSpot. I was reporting into our chief customer officer, and we actually hired an executive level to to run RevOps. So that's kind of a new development at HubSpot, but it all reports up through the go to market function. So our chief customer officer owns marketing sales and customer success. So I roll up through that organization. And I would say my my role is is kind of truth teller. And that's what I talk to my team about all the time, right? Like we don't have an agenda, we don't have any, you know, dog in the race in terms of an argument with, you know, between sales and marketing and CS, like we just have a perspective on how to grow HubSpot's business. So my team's success is measured by... We, we obsess over this metric. We call it net new ARR. So it's a sum of all of your new business and upgrades, lesser than your downgrades and cancellations. And kind of that's the number that, that we think about as, as our target. And it's like really the same number that Brian Halligan, our CEO, yeah. thinks about. Um, so I, I think that's the unique part about RevOps is like you, you're not taking, you're not optimizing for line items within you know your revenue growth. You're optimizing for the whole.
2: Yeah. Well, Mark. Uh, you know, one thing I think you know this, but like when I was interviewing Brian uh, for the book on go to market that's that's coming in August, he's like, you got to talk to Mark. Like Brian was the one he clearly recognizes what you do, and he's like, you got to talk to Mark. Uh, because he's running it. He's in the middle of it. He's pulling things together. And it was interesting. And I will get to this part in a second about who the owner is, who the real owner of go-to-market is, and the role of RevOps in the go-to-market overall strategy, because that's really the big topic that came about from it. Uh, but it was kudos to you for what you're doing. Clearly, clearly it's very visible, uh, especially at the CEO level, which is a company of your size then this role is starting to become one of the most important roles in the organization to figure out. So it's really cool. Uh, Berzin, so what's uh well, who do you report to? And uh, what's, uh, what makes you successful? Um, yeah.
4: So I, I, I like how you asked that last part of the question. I, I think I have a good answer to that, but um, first I report to the, to our, to our uh, chief operating officer. So, uh, so, so, so we have a COO that looks after um well, o- o- overseas, you know, strategy, strategy, rev ops, analytics, and then our intern, our, our internal, you know, as a as as a C- as a CEO would I, you know, I- it and um, facilities and and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, yeah. How 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 am I successful or or, or, or why am I successful? I mean, I you know, I, I I definitely subscribe as being that sort of you know generalist to this you know to the theory of like hire smart people around you, um you know, help enable them, make them, make them as successful, you know, as they can be and, and as much as possible, you know, try and try and kind of get out of the way. So, um, you know, so, so we've created um, and kind of beefed up functions specifically around kind of sales marketing and, and, and sort of C and, and CX, you know, C, CX ops. And, yeah. and, and kind of my, you know, my role in that is to, you know, kind of make, and, and enable all of them, make them successful, but also make sure there's alignment. Amongst ourselves, but also um but also with the leaders that we work with so we have a we have a chief sales officer chief marketing officer um a chief and a, and a you know and a, and a chief customer officer so you know a lot a, a lot of the time it's about alignment um you know i think I, I've heard Allison talk about this in some of the other talks that I was listening to last night is there and 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 it's true it's big it's big for us here at Venice making sure that you know if i'm working with our c m o our c s o et cetera we are aligned on shared goals right yeah. so um, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot yeah, just a, a lot, a lot of time on on, on that. So,
2: okay, well, I'm gonna read a couple of comments and, folks, if you have questions, drop in. I see better questions than I have, so I'm gonna ask those <laughs> questions because in my question's not a good. But I'm gonna just repeat some of these comments over here, which is from Kelly. She's like, I can't help but share this. My engineer husband, which is amazing because engineers are in a tremendous demand. He can get any job in the world right now for amazing uh, money. Uh, just asked what I was watching and said in surprise, uh, oh, this told me coming. everyone looks so happy. Uh, great job finding passionate speaker who's showing, you know, which is showing through That's awesome. So people can see, you're super happy. Uh, there's tons of questions here. So Casey asked the question, who reports into the RevOps function? Like that is a big question. And I know every organization is different. And, and uh, quite frankly, when I was doing the research for the book, I was surprised how different everybody thinks RevOps is. And the fact that, Mallory, you came from marketing ops for 10 years into revenue ops and how your thought has shaped about what the role is and who reported to it. And you literally created this. Like, if I asked you one day, like, what would an ideal RevOps organization look like? And you created a full arc chart and stuff. So I want <laughs> you to kind, of, kind yeah. of share, like, what does that look like? Uh, but all, like, who 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 should report into RevOps? And and you know, we each one of you. So I'm not going to keep asking. Berzengo, Marco, Mark go. You guys just jump in as you guys come through. it. So
3: go for it. Who reports into RevOps? Yeah, I can hop in first. Um, I think that for a lot of companies, RevOps is something that you transition into, and so you typically are going to have your disparate functions in place before they all come together. And a lot of times the teams that report into RevOps will also depend on the strong leaders you have in place already. Mm-hmm. So when I was at one of my previous companies, we had a RevOps team, but I was leading marketing ops and I was outside of that team mm-hmm. because I was a leader of that function. And at the time, it hadn't made sense yet for me to like scoot under that function. So it was separate. and at Terminus, we have a really strong enablement leader. And so a lot of teams, they've got enablement under RevOps, but not at Terminus, we have a strong leader, so we've kept it separate. And so I think part of it will absolutely depend on who you have in the seat to begin with. Um, But for us, RevOps includes our Salesforce and systems development, our BI analysis, and kind of that whole insights function. And then in the middle, we have what we call RevOps Proper, which is like our business partners that are matched up with the different functions in the business for sales ops, marketing ops, and CX ops. So that's kind of how we're organized is in those three places. And then we also have um, the deal desk in RevOps as well.
2: Oh, nice. We're definitely going to get into uh, a question that I just saw. um, And and Mark, Mark, I love your like who reports into your organization. But there's a question that we're going to get real soon, which is, what is the right stage in which RevOps is important for an organization? So we'll get into that in second. I don't want to miss that question. And if somebody wants to literally hop into this thing, um, Judd Eden, to just share what they need to do so we can literally pull them in on the stage. Like, do they just need to do Q&A? Um, question, and we can pull them in.
1: Yeah, so if they, uh, if they go into the... Q and A. Put in a message. We can actually bring them on stage from there. Even will be able to pull you guys in. So if you if you want to share a question or come on stage, go over to the Q and A. Put a comment. And we can find some of you and bring you all on so you can uh, ask the experts.
2: That's awesome. There you go. So yeah, Mark, in, well, who reports into you, your guys' organization? How many people are there yeah. in your organization?
4: I think. I think. Mark, if you don't mind, I I, I think. I think like we talked, like we've already, we've already acknowledged we all came from, we all came from different backgrounds. I think com- all companies are tackling, you know, RevOps differently. And Mallory already just leads to two different examples from, you know, from two different companies. So I think an interesting question also is like, you know, what is, re- what is RevOps and what's the, and what is this, and what is the scope of kind of, you know, RevOps rev proper or RevOps, you know, RevOps, especially, you know, in our, in, 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 our, in our case, um, uh, RevOps includes, like I've already talked about sort of sales marketing, um, and, and, and and customer operations um, under my umbrella but not exactly under un, under revOps we've got um, we've got an analytics we've got an analytics team that's sort of centralizing analytics and and, 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 and bi at the company with a focus on revOps but not only um, uh, so I guess some of the questions that you know I think are different at different companies from from, from my experience just talking to other revOps leaders and other companies that aren't re- leveraging revOps is you know where does enablement sit? Where does the ownership of the tech stack sit? Um, and then kind of that analytics and, and reporting function, you know, as well. On top of, of course, just the core, which is like sales marketing and CX. Are they all are they all under the you know the umbrella? And just keep in mind I'm talking from just a kind of a tech SaaS perspective. Um
2: yeah.
4: if that wasn't already implied.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And do you have build, deal desk as well as part of what you do, versus just like Mallory talked about, or is that is that not, not part of it?
4: Not quite yet. No, yeah. we don't. We, yeah, we we don't have a deal desk. It's, it's kind of yeah, more more you know, more more by committee. Um, uh, you know, through through some of the different functions that we have, kind of whether it be legal or finance or or ops. So we
2: don't quite okay. have a central deal desk. Yeah. All right, Mark, you got you got to have a gigantic organization working. I can, <laughs> I can
0: hop in. Yeah. So before we talk about rev ops, I, I think it's important for for us, at least in our case, to kind of step back and. Talk a little about our, our org structure. And I think the ops teams are, are typically a function of your overarching org structure. And, and back in 2019, our head of sales, Hunter Madeley, who it turns out is uh, the, the CEO of Venna now. So we're and at. So funny connection there. He ended up leaving HubSpot. And at that time, Hunter was reporting to Brian. And then our Kip, our CMO, and Alice and Elworthy, our head of customer success, were reporting into our chief operating officer. So we had kind of our revenue functions split across different reporting structures. So it actually made it really hard to move into a RevOps model. When Hunter left, Brian decided he wanted to create this chief customer officer model where you have marketing, sales, customer success leaders all rolling up to one leader. And that really kind of like unlocked our ability to do RevOps because now our org structure. Was enabled, and and we can think about rev ops uh, together. So our rev ops team is really big. Uh, HubSpot's big, so our rev team is big. It's like 500 people, but we we have biz dev in there. So kind of biz dev BDrs live there. They're like involved in rev but kind of a, a sales function. But then we have sales ops, marketing ops, customer success ops. My team go to market strategy, and my team owns our long-term strategy, our system strategy, so what product we build to make sure we're kind of building on our strategy and then voice of the customer. Uh, and last team that sits within RevOps at HubSpot is enablement. So really big org.
2: <laughs> really big org. Well, this begs the question that's kind of coming up over here in the chat is what's, like, like James Gilbert, who's a CMO at CRM Next, his question, like, do you all think that this is, is this, Will there be a new sea level role created in the near future uh, that heads up RevOps? Is that getting that big, or is it still more of like, well, this is the brain, this is the truth teller, this is kind of sits in the middle? It doesn't need to go and blow up the sea level yet. There are enough already there, or is it actually does at point by the chief Rev- RevOps or whatever the name might be for
0: that title. I can hop in there. I mean, we have someone at the the C level who's running RevOps right now, so maybe that's a, a view into the future, just because we're a little bit um, bigger than some of the other other companies mm-hmm. on the panel. Um, I think about the head of RevOps as kind of like a chief revenue officer, or chief customer officer. They're you know right hand person to help them make smart decisions and you know remove spin from decisions. I think when you have a chief revenue officer who owns marketing and sales customer success and they're getting those opinions through that functional lens it's sometimes hard to pull that apart um, and i think that's where the RevOps leader can kind of come in and be that truth teller yeah in 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 a in a way our
4: our our coo you know kind of and, and i so we kind of have someone who's you know a ceo but she's not just fo- she's not just focused on RevOps. but actually to be honest even in a way i as a senior leader in our company i'm not 100% you know focused on RevOps cuz i have a few other hats i wear so um you know i think i think it's kind of just to echo what mark you know what mark said I, I i think it's all about you know playing that uh you know that role of um you know kind of shadow cabinet partner align you know aligning well with uh aligning well aligning well with the, with you know with the leaders and and i think to kind of go toe-to-toe with the leaders you need someone that has uh a bit of experience gravitas etc that you know that that can so I don't think it necessarily needs to, you know, needs to be, it needs to be a C, a, a C leader, but um, yeah, I can, I can see that for, you know, for some larger companies for sure.
2: Gotcha. Well, let's uh, let, let me just publish uh, Kishore's question over here. He's sounding like, is there a mm-hmm. company stage in which you would suggest to invest into RevOps? Uh, I, I think this, the, we talk about that as a, as a big thing. It's like, well, is, are, are yeah. your, company, is your company ready for it. Uh, I think maybe the question also asked another way is that when would you say, no, don't do this? This is a bad idea. This is going to go really bad if you do it right now. Is, is there a point in a business and a scale? And given all the different stages, I think there might be something interesting that comes out of it.
3: Honestly, I think it's, it's harder to do when you're at mark size. That's such a huge endeavor, like bringing 500 people together but I don't think that you can be like too small. I think that if you are an early stage company and you want to start something out like the right way, Mm -hmm. then RevOps can be at any point in time. Um, And frankly, it's probably always a little bit too late. I think it happens when you start to feel the pain of being disconnected or you start to feel the pain of having silos and people using different metrics to judge success. And it's like, hold on, we need to like bring this all together. You're feeling pain and that's the impetus for it. So it's almost always like, oh, we wish we would have done it sooner, I think.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, I would 100% echo that. Like the answer in my mind is yesterday is the right time. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we're going through this right now, right? Like we have these big sales, marketing, customer success ops teams, and we're trying to figure out where there are redundancies, where there are commonalities, how we bring them together thoughtfully, career pathing across those teams is completely different. Systems are completely different. Like if I had a time machine, I would rewind to when I started a HubSpot, we'd path rather than a you know functionally aligned operations path. So I would exactly. do sooner than later based on yeah. my experience.
4: You know, for me for me, for me, and I think I caveated this in my in my intro, like I not that RevOps is conventional anyways, but I'm kind of an out I'm almost an, out, an outsider of the RevOps world and kind of thinking differently and trying to bring in people that, you know, have ops experience and together, you know, we, we work really well. But for me, you know, RevOps is is more like a an an ideology, like it's a it's a methodology, right? Like I, I don't I don't I don't think it's it's ever too soon. I see I see the comment here from from Allison is like it's it's never too soon to you know, make sure you're aligning, thinking about the customer first, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, making sure that you've kind of really got a good handle of that end to end customer journey, you know, straight through from, a you know, from someone hitting your website to, um, you know, to renewing to, you know, to renewing them and being a really happy customer. So, um, you know, and, and when I, when I think about the way we are right now at Venna, I guess I'm probably only, and not that we're a small team, we're actually a big team, but I'm the only one who's like true RevOps in our company. Uh, and, and that might change in the future. But, you know, everybody's kind of still in their functions. It's really all about the idea of alignment and coming together and partnering.
2: Yeah. So, so another way that I would put, put a response on is, is the time right for you is, you know, if you are in a meeting, which we have been in the past until Mallory showed up at Terminus, <laughs> we, would, we would walk in and marketing leader would have a different number. And the sales leader says, hey, I updated that thing yesterday, last night. I don't think it has gone through the system yet to show the real number. And, and then there's a finance person, well, wait a minute, that doesn't roll up into this number. And you spend the first 30 minutes of a 45-minute meeting on figuring out who has the right number. If that's the stage that you're at, <laughs> you need to rev- Because I remember when <laughs> now we showed up, our everything in the last year... Um, I Mallory kicks off almost every one of our executive meetings. And our executive meeting starts with her go-to-market dashboard, where she literally says, here's the state of the union, here's the business. There's no if, and, or buts. There's no, oh, wait a minute, is that number right? The conversation is all about, okay, we're dipping here, we're great here we need to fix this like asap it's fire oh this right. is, so it literally the rest of the conversation then becomes about how do we solve this problem together as a team so when i think about when you all when i hear all of you talking about alignment and getting people i the problem is uh, a lot of times that it's just different people and they're looking at different numbers differently and i have done spending enough time in spreadsheets that i can make numbers look good no matter how bad they are i mean we all <laughs> know how to do that stuff so but walking into a meeting Every time where three people have different numbers and spending more than half the time, I think that's a telltale sign that you need revops. So like, do I get an aim in on that one or what?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and I have a question around this. Considering you guys are the unifying factor, we'll call it. Right now, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges, disparate systems, trying to get everything together. Because if you're the central, you know, truth, you've got to pull it all together and make it real. Do you think that there's a huge future? from a product perspective and if so what are you guys waiting for to hit kind of the market to make your jobs easier and better yeah that's a yeah that, that that's a good question
4: i mean i think i i think i think that's one of the things you know sangram's talking about about reporting reporting uh you know disparities then there's then and then Jen, Jen, you're bringing up the you know the, the technology disparity i mean i think i think what i what i've seen um you know in my in, in my experience at been and and just in general is that, you know, we're always going to have lots of different systems to solve, you know, to to solve our our our, our revenue problems, and that's just another reason why, you know, what yeah, why why we need rev ops. I don't I don't see like the magic bullet to that, you know, to to that going away. So I think I think you know you need to have a really good and again as early as possible a really good kind of governance framework, control framework. You know, data you know data data management framework and kind of analytics setup, whether you you know whether you're leveraging a you know a central database like a Snowflake or something or you know or, um you know or 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 a BI tool or whatever. So I think I think that's a huge role. Like I think that's a big role for RevOps again to partner with other functions to be successful. I think that's a huge role for RevOps um, because I don't see that I don't see that you know so one one you know solution judd or, or I don't know if any of you guys do or what you guys think about it.
3: Yeah, no, I think most of the tools that have been launched today are more around um, the forecasting and getting smarter using machine learning and stuff to like understand the pipeline and forecast. Those are awesome. They're only half of what we do, right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to actually running the business, I think there are still best of breed platforms that you have to have that are going to be standalone, like your marketing automation, your CS operations, like Gainsight or something. Um, those need to kind of be on their own connected to Salesforce. But I don't think that I've felt a need for something that tries to tie every single thing together. Um, Obviously at Terminus, we have our own platform that we use quite a bit um, on the measurement side and the ABM go to market side. So I do think that that plays a role for us in understanding like, who are we targeting? What's happening with them? Who's the right person to follow up? How do we get that into that person's hands? And that's what ultimately we want to leverage to go faster. So when it comes to like growing and scaling and going faster, um, our own platform is important to us. But I don't think that I would ever look for one tool that just combines every single thing together.
2: Well, well what tools is a rep? Like is, does RevOps now become the new um, ID? You know. Function, mm-hmm. in a way, for marketing, sales, mm-hmm. and CS uh, tech, is is all the purchase decisions starting to go for like if marketing wants a new tech, goes through RevOps? Or is that still kind of handled by different organizations and uh, different functions in all of your organizations?
0: Definitely goes through RevOps in our world. We also sell a product to marketer, sales reps, CS reps. And we've we found that RevOps is a really good ally to have in the organization when you're pitching to your head of sales or your CFO. You you need someone who can kind of advocate for your tool, you know, in our case for HubSpot. So I, I do see RevOps as being kind of a key gatekeeper um, in terms of buying our software. And I, I, I'm also heavily involved in most major software implementations that we do at HubSpot to some extent that are for our go-to-market team. So I, I think RevOps is that kind of trusted advisor where, you know, if you're looking to, to invest in some sort of software, I, I think that group is typically a, a really key stakeholder in getting buy-in. Mm.
2: Wow. So is that true, Mallory, in our case, Burz and your guys like does the buying decision now, I mean, in almost That puts you guys in a super big power, too, because in the last 5, 10 years, marketing actually got the biggest budget outside of like people, personnel, and all that stuff. But the most discretionary budget of all sorts came to the CML. Like, hey, we just did our revenue number. Here's another million dollars that you could spend, right? And then, you know, you go do it. But tools and technology is a big part of a typical marketing budget. And so far, I I think uh, it's pretty unhinged. Like, you know, the CMO or a marketing team makes their own decision saying, yeah, I like that. I like those guys. I'm going to pick up that call. Uh, so is RevOps looking at it like, well, is it integrated enough? Is it, you know, can you know, what, what are you looking for in order for, uh, for for making that decision? Like, yeah, let's do it.
3: Yeah, I don't want to be the budget owner. Um, I, I want to partner with our leaders to pick the best tool. And because our team does own the CRM and anything that gets connected to it, it is a necessary step for us to be involved in all of those implementations. Yeah. So somebody can go and buy whatever they want. But if you wanted to get connected, you better <laughs> come and talk to us. And, you know, the more you delay that part of the process, the harder it is to make sure that you're able to launch on time, get things done on time, hit your own internal deadlines. So. My advice, at least with our teams, is to pull in your person right away. If you know that you want to replace one of your platforms, talk to us first, right? We're going to help you vet the tools. We're going to help you make sure that the data that comes out of your tool fits in with the rest of the data that we use and that we need, and that it's going to all be cohesive. Um, That's what I really look for. I need to make sure that it's going to tie into that revenue story and give us information that we need to make the business better and be on the sales team's radar. Um, I think a lot of times marketing will adopt a tool and then they are let down when sales won't adopt it. Right? So they'll go out and buy something. They'll hook it up to CRM. They want the salespeople to use it. And then there's no adoption. RevOps can help you with that. Like as long as everybody is on the same page, that this is a tool that fits all the way across then our team is going to help you make sure that adoption is there. We're going to make it part of the existing processes that are out there so that everything can kind of give us the data that we need. And that's the end goal. The only reason we use technology is to get more efficient and to get more insight into the process that we're using. So those are the things that I'm looking for as I help people evaluate. But it's not my budget. I don't ultimately care that much about which thing you pick.
2: Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, we're 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 we're
4: we're on a journey we're on a journey in this regard, Sangram. Like, so I think, you know, we do we do make a lot of uh, a lot of the decisions in partnership with our with our sales and mar- and 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 and, mark- and marketing function and kind of help them through, uh, you know, help them through the scorecards, help them through, you know, all of the, um, you know, all all of the different, de- you know, de- de- decision making, and we're and we're on a journey to sort of centralize centralize a lot of that. And I, going going back to what I was saying about you know, RevOps Rev coming and trying to help, you know, centralized IT, centralized reporting. I think it's, um, I, I think it's a key, it's a key part of what we do, because again, if you think about the objectives, like alignment, focus, that, that I talked about before, like alignment, focus, um, you know, kind of customer first, you know, customer journey in mind, um, you know, put, putting, putting, a, putting a software tool in place and making sure that, you know, you've ticked all the right boxes and, you know, it's on the enablement plan. Um, you know, it's going to integrate with your, with your BI. It's going to integrate with your CRM, et cetera, et cetera, is, 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 is super important. And I think it's, that's, 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 that's our, you know, that, that's our value add to this, to the process.
2: Love it. All right. So I'm going to look, I'm looking at Q&A right now. So I see uh, Joe, Anu, Eugene, Gary, MJ, Clint, Chris, I'm going to start picking up your questions and I'm just going to drop it here in the middle so we can, try to respond to them. But if any of you want to actually be on screen and ask the question straight up and give it a little bit more detail around it, uh, I think you just need to do the video Q&A and I'll, I'll, I'll pull you in. So let's just go ahead and... Um, th- th- this is really interesting. So I'm going to just pull in Chris's question over here. Um, yeah, I don't know what's the best. Is this? Can you pull in Chris's question? I think i approved proved it, but I, I don't know where it went. Oh, publish. There you go. Okay. Uh, what specific things do people do differently in a RevOps-focused fun- venture? Can you make comparison to DevOps-related methods or principles so I can better understand how RevOps is unique and different from a well-managed leadership team? Ah, DevOps and RevOps. I didn't really, make, uh, I didn't really see that connection before, but that's, that's interesting. Are you guys familiar with DevOps and how, how it actually works in the engineering world? Loosely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I can share a little bit at the highest level on that one because yeah, yeah. That, that is told so different. But for the most part, DevOps are, are people in the engineering team. And it's probably one of the hardest people to hire, by the way, because they're right. supposed to do front end, back end, and all of it, like the full, st- full stack, if you will, um, and pulling together. So this is really different, even though it sounds pretty similar. RevOps, DevOps kind of have a ring to it. Uh, maybe you should do an event that brings together, but it's, it's pretty it's pretty different in that nature. And, and the goal of DevOps is to just deliver things faster at scalable. That's my understanding just have, with limited knowledge on that. So it's a very different world altogether uh, to look at it. Uh, but here is another one um, that I saw Chris, Chris's question come up. Uh, let's see if I can pull that back on. Um, yeah i mean sang- Sangram,
4: the one the, the one thing the one thing i'll add I'll add that uh you know that we're also on another jir- you know journey well most of the stuff we're working on is is a journey <laughs> uh, here, but um you know it, it not, not not quite not quite DevOps, but you know as a good you know as, as a good as a good revOps function and you know doing being being someone in a company that does right by their customer really have to understand how the customer uses the product. Um, yeah. and that and you know and, and that, that might inform your go to market decisions that might inform your product decisions and stuff so um, you know so 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 that you know kind of de- Devon product in general is a is a group that we partner with to make sure that we do have good data on how our customers are using the product
1: yeah one, one quick thing so so Senator, yeah. hold on one second cuz this is yeah. really thing i think plays into this one of our one of our cmo's james had also said that HubSpot's now actually Productize the RevOps into the platform, um, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. And Mark, can you talk to that and like, explain what that really even means and how that functions on the platform? I can. I,
0: I didn't want to go on a sales pitch. During, yeah.
3: I like, <laughs> <but, laughs> knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think the thing that we're finding just more broadly is that these functional silos really hurt companies scaling overall. Uh, but as companies get bigger, And we're trying to build technology to kind of bridge the gaps between marketing sales, customer success. We started with marketing, with our marketing product, you know, years ago. And now we're trying to really have that full flywheel customer experience um, and build technology. So that that those three groups have core shared platform to understand what's going on in their business. And marketing understands what's going on in sales, and sales understands what's going on in CS, and you have that core platform. We're starting to see that as companies get bigger, you need some sort of operations team to kind of make it all work together. And that's where this concept of our operations hub and really RevOps comes in. We're finding that getting data, syncing data between systems, making sure we have solid reporting that isn't just marketing focused, sales focused, mm-hmm. customer success focused, but it's kind of full, we call it full flywheel focused. Uh, is important, so that's kind of the the concept that we're pulling on. Overall, we're finding an, a change in the marketplace and the way companies are operating, and we're trying to build software to connect the dots across those teams. And that's really what this new product that we just launched called the Operations Hub is all about.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense that it's it's getting together. Yeah, here's Joe uh, wondering on this: like, do you think sales and marketing partners will shift their focus to supporting retention and expansion rather than just top line growth? what role does CX and the CFO play into this?
3: Yeah, I think that's definitely prevalent. I mean, I've seen it. I think I saw this even like five years ago where everyone was talking about retention being kind of like the new acquisition and, um, and it, it was that way for a bit. And then I think with, covid last year we saw it again it was like okay how can we support our customers during this like crazy time how can we make sure we keep them um Mm -hmm. when there's uncertainty and like new sales forecast is off like you got to double down and it's all about that customer journey so i think a lot of people have like a renewed focus on understanding that full journey bringing them together setting targets that are very specifically geared toward customer marketing um and if you're doing the customer journey well and retention and customer loyalty and everything like that, I think the expansion is a natural outcome of yeah. those things. So that's the real goal is to keep the happy customers.
2: Yeah. Is that what you guys are seeing about like Mark in as well? Uh, because the RevOps function actually becomes even more important yeah. as you bring these three things so Yeah, Maybe RevOps is not really RevOps. All if you all had is marketing or marketing and sales, it's really not RevOps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely seeing that at HubSpot for sure. I think this is a great use case of RevOps, right? It's not just about marketing is responsible for generating new customer demand for your product. It's that marketing is, is obviously focused on new demand generation, but also how do you engage with your existing customers? Like marketing plays such a critical role for us in that journey just because now we have over 100,000 customers we can't serve those customers just through sales and customer success you need a marketing function with one to many communication that drives people back to the platform you know gets them to activate on the products which we know leads to better retention outcomes and then also tee up sales opportunities within our customer base and you know nurturing customers to get them activated pull them through that buying journey to the point that they're ready to expand their product usage so marketing is becoming critically important we actually have a dedicated customer marketing team with hubspot to focus on this exact problem
2: yeah yeah yeah, it, like, yeah,
4: yeah likewise for for us it's not you know marketing connect sales connect you know uh c you know c c you know cs c, c, yes. i think it's uh well i don't i don't know what the diagram is but it's just not that It's so it's it's, it's 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 something else uh you know where um where everyone's working really closely and and just going like, again kind of going you know going back to alignment um, it's not so that's that is not so much RevOps. i mean I, I mean it is to it is to an extent it's it's like our go to market strategy and what these functions are working on and 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 what and what they're driving is not singularly minded right it's like multi-faceted and then RevOps is is, is supporting that and is aligned to that so um, you know def, definitely there's there's been that evolution but that's probably a like Mallory said it's probably a little, a little bit of a um, you know, a little bit of an of an older thing, and you know, Jed talked about ABM, you know, before as well. And uh, um, you know, I think I think there's 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 yeah, there's been an evolution there, and I think RevOps is here to support it.
2: All uh, right. well, let's bring it to the the part that I'm looking to get real. Like this is like I'm seeing some questions on it on the periphery of it, but I think some of it. I saw a comment there that says that RevOps is uh, you know I look at RevOps being part of go to market. Um, but the comment that I saw it's gone on somewhere I don't know where the comment who, who the comment was but like well no it's the other way around a uh, go-to-market
3: is part of RevOps like how do you all look at it? I don't know it's maybe get kind of the go-to-market market guy Yeah, no.
0: yeah. yeah. writing a book some answers over here all right? the guy
4: with it in his title yeah let's go to him. yeah right
0: yeah I can hop in there I think the paradigm shifting a little bit where ops people historically have been, you know, riding in the passenger seat and you have your, your CMO and your head of sales and your head of customer success who are really drive like the drivers at HubSpot. I know that's definitely changing. Like our go to market strategy team is predominantly responsible for driving the strategy and then enrolling our leaders across marketing sales and customer success. I, I do think, I'm I'm sure every company is different and dynamics are different, Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that you know like Kip, our CMO, works for (laughs) anyone in RevOps. But I would say that the, the role of RevOps and strategy functions within companies and their like influence and power, I would say, is changing. And when you have the data and when you have a a neutral point of view, and you're just Doing whatever's best for the business, like that's where your perspective is just so powerful, right? Like you have the insights and you have the, you're positioned in a a place in the organization where you don't have bias. Like that's a really powerful position to be in. And we're seeing more and more influence because of that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think that's right on. I think it starts with the leaders in your company as well, because they have to be fully bought into the idea that the insights are what we need to get better. And I think that's when you start to see their entire teams embracing it. Um, Like our CRO, he's awesome, first of all, but he very kindly always says like that RevOps is the heart of go-to-market. And so I don't think that they're like, one or the other. I think they're just so connected that they're almost the same thing um, if you're doing it right. So I wouldn't try to like make one subordinate to the other at all. I think it's more about how you partner and how you kind of build it into everything that you do.
2: Yeah. You know, well, when when I was interviewing Brian, uh, Brian Halligan, CEO of HubSpot for this, uh, this the whole go-to-market he made a comment that I'm definitely going to include in the book, uh, but it made me think a lot around go to market. Uh, first of all, we talked about who owns go to market. So there's a whole story on it. We'll, we'll, you know, that's another topic altogether. Uh, but he said, when he thinks about go to market, I'm like, well, what comes to your mind? And he was saying the importance of RevOps in that whole process is super big. But he said, and I wrote it down right, you know, I see it right here, he said that go to market is like building a product. And just like a product, this is not a weekend initiative, but it's not like going on a you know two-day offsite and actually putting on a whiteboard a bunch of uh, objectives and pulling it, coming, down, coming back together and saying, here's what we're going to do, is we're going. It, that, that's, that is a part of it. But go-to-market is like a product. You're constantly iterating on it. You're constantly buck-fixing on it. There's constantly issues in it. they are constantly triages on different things that works. This doesn't work. Now this works, but that doesn't work. Sees like, the more companies think about go-to-market as a product, which is an ongoing iterative process, the better they will go get at their idea of building a better solid RevOps because you cannot build a great flying machine if you don't have a great engine that can take you places. And in many ways, he's like, but RevOps is the engine to where I want to fly this plane and I can only go as far as this engine and the fuel is going to take me to do it. So the the idea of go to market as a product and RevOps as the engine is kind of really interesting, and inspiring. Curious what you all think about that.
3: I know I'm a nerd because that like gives me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah,
2: well said. Yeah.
1: Well,
3: he said it.
2: I didn't say that. Uh, nobody <laughs> quote me on this
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: just, just, just take it, man. It's yours. It's going be in your book. I can't take it. I'm not that smart. Now, I mean, he's doing it for like, you know, he took the company public. He's done it for so many years. But and like of all the interviews, I think that was the the part that made me recognize how important go-to-market is and how flawed my thinking was that go-to-market is like, all right, we're going to go on a two-day offsite and we're going to put it all together. Well, that's your mission. That's your vision. That's your heart. But it, it, it's not end-all be-all. It actually continues to iterate, and you have to work on it every day. And I don't think a lot of people give credit to the work that goes into the making it. And I think a lot of the sausage-making is done through RevOps. Because RevOps, you, you'll have to tell. I love Mark Mark you said. You have to tell the truth. Like, and it's hard truth it's not working. Like, you know, somebody has to say that, or we shouldn't go there. Like, it doesn't make sense. We are not selling multi-product deals. We're just making it up. Like somebody has to say that in order for it to make sense because the product guy is never going to say it or the marketing, uh, you know, it's just going to be hard for them to say that and own that. For sure. Yeah.
0: For sure. I can, uh, I can add a little bit on that singer. I'm just kidding. uh yeah. Brian is, a, is a, uh, a friend, my former manager, so I, I feel like I can channel him pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we think a lot about one of our huge competitive advantages isn't just our product, but the way we actually engage with our customers, from you know, the moment they come to our website to the, the moment that they renew with us. Um, and you know, he, he talks a lot about, you know, like Dollar Shave Club. they sell. Razor—it's not a new, novel product, but they just sell it in a way that's more convenient for consumers. So it's like, how do you build a great product? You need a great product, but then there's there's interesting new ways to kind of bring that product to market to make it better for your target customer base. And like, I, I would just double down on that point. Like, my, my team is focused on how do we make that experience as good as we possibly can, remove friction, and and really understand that end-to-end customer lifecycle so that yeah, we can yeah. remove friction wherever, wherever it exists to, to create that just amazing product experience that we're going to market.
2: Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to go like a couple more minutes over. So if you guys are cool to hang in there because they like, I didn't get to like 20 of the other questions, but there's <laughs> one question that I want to get to that Leela and you all can read this. Um, yeah, let's just address that because she had three, four questions that I completely missed. She's like, well, there was a question earlier about cadence. Can you outline the new key cadences, the OKRs, the measurements to ensure that all teams are aligned to reach the best strategic revenue goals? How often do you meet? Who do you meet with? Like, what, how do you look at it? What what goes into a revenue ops cycle of cadences?
3: I can take that first. Um, We have a lot of meetings. So this could be like yeah. too many. I'm not saying that this is good, but. Uh, <laughs> well, there has to be a meeting after
2: a meeting to talk about the meeting that is about to happen. Right. So that's
3: happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what I appreciate the most about this event is that we didn't have to have the meeting before the meeting <laughs> to prep for this. So I was like, thank goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've got our weekly ELT meeting where Sangram is there and the rest of the executive team. Um, I joined for the first few minutes of that to talk about numbers. And then I'll typically bounce out um, unless I'm needed. So that's probably like my number one can't miss it cadence. Um, We do use OKRs for goal setting. And a lot of times the revenue goals or the opportunity generation goals will become someone's objective as part of their OKRs. So that is something that we leverage. Um, We have a weekly pipeline council, which brings together sales and marketing and partners and that's the cadence that we use to look at the pipeline, look at where we're at, triage out a bit. Um, so our team has a big part in that meeting. And then I am trying to encourage like all of our RevOps managers to have one-on-one cadences with the leaders that they support. So that's something that we have in place to try to make sure that we're surfacing concerns or requests and building those relationships and making them strong. Um, I would say those are probably the most important ones to Mm -hmm. us right now. There's probably a little bit more, but I would prioritize those. Love that.
2: Anything to add? Yeah. We, we, something, something that we, that we've been, we've
4: been doing for the last, for the last uh, year, year plus, we kicked it off, you know, kind of sort of around COVID was uh, around the start of COVID was, um, was was a weekly, basically ex, extension of the leadership team. So sort of leadership team plus all kind of revenue functions and and, and leaders within the revenue functions. We call it like like a, we call it our go to market meeting. We've been running this this every week, and it's an opportunity to look at you know kind of live weekly result res, results from you know from the last week. And and really initially it was designed as uh you know well it was it was initially designed as as being a little bit more pure. But really when COVID hit we we really shifted towards making it more of like an early warning system for us. So, um, you know, ab- ability to look at when things are on the downtrend, looking at some early indicators, uh, you know, across, uh, across the funnel, across our customer health, um, just to kind of get, you know, get at them earlier and, and make sure we can react more quickly than at the end of a month or end of a quarter or, or you know, or, or whatever. So I think that's, that's just kind of one, one, one tidbit that I'll, you know, that I'll throw in there, but similar to Mallory, uh, you know, kind of lots of one on ones. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll run like kind of SWAT team style pods, against, you know, against key, key kind of cross functional initiatives and things like that.
2: Is this going to run out in 10 seconds or is it going to go for, can we extend that for like two more minutes? so it, we don't it, know that?
1: It, It'll keep going. That's just our countdown. We should be All, right,
0: <laughs>
2: All right, Mark, bring us home
0: yeah so I mean we we have a lot of meetings too uh, keeping fifty five hundred people on the same page is challenging. <laughs> I'm learning um, but on the kind of go to market side, we have one go to market meeting we call it the go to market KPI meeting across marketing sales customer success to kind of review performance. Across the business, and we have teams of analysts who will dive into any areas of interest. You know, if we're outperforming unexpectedly or we're underperforming unexpectedly, that team will kind of jump in there. That's quarter hour cadence. We also have bi weekly forecasting. And again, that's across marketing, sales, and customer success. There's a demand gen component, obviously, a, a new sales, install based sales component, retention component. So we, we brought all the, those together. And then we also have QBRs uh, with the Revenue generating teams that it's, it's a little bit less about getting into the weeds on what's going on in the business today, but thinking about bigger strategic initiatives. And then at the highest level, we have planning season, which we're kind of in right now. So my team is uh, is pretty busy, but we're thinking about what are the big strategic initiatives that we want to go after for 2022 so we can kind of start that planning um, right now, which is which is kind of crazy because it's only five months into the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right, I
2: know everybody got to jump. Uh, let Jud- uh just close it out. But Mallory, uh, President Mark, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for bringing ridiculously amazing knowledge that Just hour just went by.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you. No, th- guys, you you were fantastic, and I'm just gonna say, like, you, I do what you do for for us, and uh, this was yeah. one of my favorite sessions because. You guys don't get highlighted enough for the value you bring to the org. So thank you for being here and doing what you guys do um, guys. Yeah, you know, everybody else, you know, if you love the session, great. We have more amazing things in the community. We'd love to see you there. You can see amazing people like Mark Burson and Mallory in there. Um, you know, come check us out. If you guys want, we have more great events coming soon. Check those out in the comments. We have those listed. Uh, once again, Without you guys, we can't do this. So thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Burson. Thank you, Mallory. You guys are amazing guests. Hopefully we'll do more with you.
0: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone,
1: we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so
2: much for listening. Until next time.